ESPN joins us in a few minutes. The ALDSs start today. The Rays and Red Sox will be the primetime game in Tampa. The Astros and the White Sox will get it going at 4 o'clock. We'll have the game on our Sportsnet family of TV stations. So I had to make picks for the uh, Sportsnet.ca along with Ben Arden and Shy. We put ours out a couple of days ago, Bark, and, and uh, I, I had the Yanks beating the Red Sox in the wild card game, so I got off the real good start. Mm. But I did have the Dodgers beating the Cardinals, so I redeemed myself. Mm-hmm. I have the Rays beating the Red Sox. No. I had to throw it. I got, well, I'm calling it, but I'm going, I'm showing some balls here. Oh, yeah. I like, I have to, I do this six to watch for the website, so I've thrown, I'm calling a Rays sweep. Oh, the Red Sox. Yeah. I'm calling the sweep. Yeah. Uh, I got the Astros beating Chicago. That's going to go the distance. Is it? Yeah. That would go the distance. NLCS. Got the Giants beating the Dodgers. I'm I'm going with my heart there. Uh, hmm. And I don't, know, I don't know what to make of the Milwaukee Brewers, but I figure they're probably, that starting pitching is probably good enough to win a round at least. And then I've got the uh, Rays defeating the Giants. No, in the World you really? Series. I might as well. No. What the hell? I mean, what am I going to do? That's like I gotta, I gotta, I yeah, gotta I, stick with the Rays. Okay, I'm not going to go through all that. I just it's the World Series for me. I got the Astros, the American League, and the World Series. And and the one little th- question I do have is Giants Brewers. Yeah, I, you 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 pick you pick the Giants. Yeah. So I'll, I'll I like the I like the rotation of the Brewers. I like Josh Hader at the end, of the, back into the bullpen. I like the way they play defense. I like their mojo. I like the ballpark they play in. So I'm, I'm going to go Astros beating the Brewers in the World Series. I just, just I wanted to pick the Giants because I think it's the Giants' year, and and I, and I uh, Max Scherzer worries me, and not having Max Muncy, I just don't know how they can make up for that. It puts a lot of pressure on everybody else. Now it's the, it is the Dodgers, and they've been there and done it before, and they'll, they'll I'm sure they'll figure out ways to do it, and. But I, I got to be honest with you. I, I, I'm going to go the other way. You're going. There's no chance that I would ever pick the Rays. Absolutely not. So I will pick the Astros. I, you know, I'm a big fan of Dusty Baker's. I'm going to go. I'm going to go Astros over Brewers in six in the World Series. Wow. Well, those are our picks. We want to hear yours. Text us at 590-590, or you can call us at 416-870-0590, star 590, 1-888-666-0590. Very simple question today. Who you got in the World Series? And if you got some feedback on the what you heard or didn't hear from Ross Atkins yesterday, we can always talk about that as well. But again, the numbers are 416-870-0590, star Five ninety. Jeff Passan joins us at eleven thirty. Did you uh, looking at that NL wild card game? Who were you surprised? Who's managing surprised you the most? Dave Roberts taking out Scherzer when he did, or Mike Schilt taking out taking out Wainwright? Did either one of them no what, surprise it, you? Schilt didn't want. Uh, Wainwright pitching to Justin Turner again. That was the whole point. He wanted to bring in some Fuego to a fresh arm to pitch to that. It makes sense. And Wainwright threw 35 curveballs. 
Hey, there's only so many times you can go to that well. That's and the we first got, time he's given up a home run in his curve in the postseason. Okay, we did it in the playoff game. So you again, we got we <laughs> got true. back to that. We got back to that. You got to do it a batter ahead. You yeah. got to give your team a chance. And Wainwright at at forty ish, you know, he gave him a chance. That that's he did his job. Then you turn it over to a bullpen who's been hot, who've been doing their job down the stretch. I had no issues with that. Dave Roberts knows his team better than anybody else on the planet. And Max Scherzer, quite frankly, I just mentioned it with, with, with two strikes for whatever reason, got his pitch count up. Got they give uh, give the Cardinals credit that they got him in the stretch early. They got him off of, of the finish that he normally has to his pitches: the slider, the curveball, the changeup, the moving fastball. For whatever reason, he wasn't commanding that with two strikes. That's why his pitch count was up. Dave Roberts, you know, he knew he was going to catch grief when he went out there. It's, it's Max Scherzer. He's got two mm. different colored eyes, and so. <laughs> You knew, you knew that you knew that was going to happen, but that's why you have a manager. That's why you the managers this time of the year, I will say, matter more than they matter during the season. Takes a man to walk out there and hold your hand out and say, "Give me the ball," especially to two guys that that are that have the clout that those two guys have, and they were just those two managers were trying to give their team a chance to win. That's all you can ask for. Uh, a couple of people pointed out, by the way, that guys, you were critical of Mookie Betts. He was World Series MVP. Mookie Betts has had good. He has had decent postseasons, but he's all he he he's also had postseasons where he wasn't. I'm not critical of him. I'm just saying it puts a lot of pressure on him now. We we, we if you if you look at the team with the Blue Jays. When George Springer went out, what what did it do to the kids? You could tell they were squeezing the bat a little tighter. They were chasing. They were expanding. They were trying to do things they weren't capable of doing. I'm not saying Mookie Betts is not an outstanding player. He is. He's a top five in, in all uh, all baseball. But you, you want him to be himself. And now when Max Muncy's not in the lineup, now he's got to be a run producer. Well, not everybody's a run producer. That's my point. 416-870-0590, star 591 So I've got the Rays over the Giants. Bark's got the uh, Astros, Astros over the over Brewers. The, Don't let them over beat the you. Brewers. First wow. thing to go when you get a little older. I know. I, I just, I, I, I don't Astros like my pick. Brewers. I don't, I don't <laughs> like my pick. I, don't, I, I wanted the Giants bad, but for just for... For fun's well, sake on this show. No, I don't want to. That's the no, Astros, that's no fun. Astros and Giants would be great. It would that's be dusty. It would be. it would be dusty managing against a team. You know, he was a hitting coach and manager for it. It would It'd be, be great. It would be great. But I'm I'm gonna go against you. I knew you were gonna pick the Rays. That was a slam dunk. It's too easy. I thought about not picking them. No, you didn't. I did think about not picking them. I mean, they're they're not they're not gonna lose to the Red Sox. Mm. But I don't know about. I, I don't know about. I don't know about the Astros. You know, they're just looking at their pitching and 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 the the variety. It, if Dusty wants to be creative, he'll be able to be creative with you know. They've got guys like Christian Javier, guys who are who are uh, who are just who are just so useful. When I played um, for when I played for Dusty, Dusty's a gut guy. He goes with what he sees. Well, what he's seen when it matters. Hasn't yeah. always worked. That that's a that is, is a is he, no, that's a fair point. Is he gonna is he gonna put point. that aside and go? Numbers will tell me to go get him. Go get him now. Will Dusty do that? Because he'll have to if they want to win the World Series. He's gonna have to. He's gonna have to make some tough calls. Gonna have to now. Dusty's well respected in that clubhouse. He's earned it. All the things the Astros have been through. He's been the spokesman for the banging of the trash can. 
He's earned the right to walk out there and hand his, hold his hand out. But it's when will he run out there and do it? See, what I think is kind of cool about Dusty being where he is is at the time that he was hired, there were a lot of folks thinking, okay, this is basically what the Astros have done is we are the most unpopular team arguably in baseball history. Everybody is going to hate us because we were cheating dogs. Mm -hmm. (laughs) How do we make ourselves look better? I know. Let's hire a guy who is, without question, one of the most popular and beloved people in the he game. He has a wristband. He has a, a, a wristbands with his face on it. Yeah, but that was now he wore that. Guys, just Barry Bonds used to too. Back in the day, guys, that was the thing. How many managers you know do that? Well, I, that's true. Nor I don't know many managers that none have, have toothpicks. Just say it, none. You know. Well, he hasn't had his toothpick in a while because yeah, I think he does not wear his mask anymore, which he'll maybe use his toothpick now. I yeah. And Dusty's mask, by the way, Dusty's mask were great. The uh, he had the the tie dye, the Grateful Dead mask. I mean, the, and your rubber gloves. He he was wearing too. He was wearing rubber that gloves. You always wear. I don't always wear rubber gloves, mm. but um, yeah, it, that that would be that would be a great that would be a great storyline. Like that that's the only root. Yeah, the, the only rooting interest I have in this in this postseason really is I just, just would be the Rays just to bug everybody. Right. But also Dusty. You know, Rowdy Tellez, I guess, is with the Brewers. I'm sure there are folks in Toronto that'll be that'll be paying attention to that. Um you know, Alex Anthopoulos, who'll join us by the way tomorrow. Alex Anthopoulos is a GM of the Braves, so maybe there's you know, there's that there's that tie in as well. But mm-hmm. but for me, if you're going with your heartstrings, man, uh it's it's Dusty. It'd be great to see him get that. There won't be a pe- there ring. won't be a ton of people rooting for the Astros. There won't be. Yeah. It, that, there true. won't be. John and Oshawa, you're on with Blair and Barker. We've given we've given our our picks, which, of course, means you should run like hell away from them. And, and, yeah, John, I don't like mine either. And come up with your own. <laughs> Good morning, gentlemen. Good morning. What are you doing? Thank you. What do you got going for the World Series here? I say uh, Giants and Astros, and I think the Giants are going to take it. Yeah. They're the best, they're the best team uh, this year. And I think they've shown that all throughout, and I, I just think they they they're, they're gonna they're gonna do it. Who would you want to win in that series? And I'll, I'll ask you Barker's Barker's take here: Is Dusty Baker enough to make you like the Astros? I think so. He's been around a long time. He's, uh, you know, in some in some ways, I wouldn't mind him to, him winning it because he's never won it, right? Mm-hmm. So I think maybe. You know what? The, the Astros may may do it too. I I, it, I think it's going to be one of those two 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 teams. Yeah. John, I appreciate the call. We appreciate the call. Thanks yep. for that. Yeah, it's the Giant again. The Giants are. You know, just think think of what you know, people were talking about the the well the poor Dodgers. The poor Dodgers have have got to have 106 wins, and they got to go in the wild card. I'm sitting there saying, "Well, hang on a minute." Now the Giants won the division, and they're sitting there saying, "Jesus, we're gonna have to we're gonna have to play a team that had 106, 106 wins." You know, like when people talk about reseeding, I think one of the things, one of the 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 points behind it is, if you got a team like the Giants, then you give the Giants a bit of a break in the in the first round by having them play a team with the with the worst record. But yeah, 107 against 106. Yeah, it doesn't happen all the time. You're going to rework everything to to work around one year. 
I mean, it's only this. When would this ever happen yeah. again? Where where two teams in the same division well, have hundred and six plus wins? You might it doesn't happen all the time. No, and and you're right. That's one of the issues is you can't overreact to a to one particular to one particular situation. And I got to be honest with you, I don't I don't know about fans listening to this, but I kind of like that one game playoff. I, I'm starting to like that the way the managers go attack these games and all the at bats and and the def, def, defensive things that they do and trying to steal bases now manufacturing runs. You know what I would I like, like it. I, I'm I'm gonna. This is probably gonna people are gonna think I'm nuts. I love. I wish we had the ghost runner in the postseason. Not me. Oh, can you imagine the managing that would go on? Can you imagine the managing? Oh, Bark. It would be. I, I think. I think it would be even more exciting. This again. This is a thing that happens. That I hate. I hate when this happens in in sports. When you have a rule in place during the regular season, you've played 162 games times however many teams, and all of a sudden the playoffs roll around, and you go, "Okay, we're going to change it." You know, it's like hockey's overtime. We got one overtime for the regular season. Then we got basically the overtime in the playoffs. I don't like that. I pick one or the other. You, you imagine the the Giants beating the Astros in the tenth inning? Do you bunt or don't you? To walk to walk, that's basically how you that's, walk off a World Series. I that that's not for me. I, I like I, it. I like it during the season. I it gets know. the monotony over with. People, well, you gets more eyes to the TV sets longer. That's why they're doing that. It gets a little bit more action in the game. You gets, don't it, think it, this would help World Series or postseason no. ratings if you knew? That at a game starting at eight o'clock, that there is a chance that you'd be in bed sometime before three. Two two forty five or three. What's the difference? I I I love the runner in second base. I I thought it was. After all of that, we lose it with a ghost runner on second. It's not for me, but yeah, look. It's I, like I, a shootout. I like it's, it in the regular season. I don't it, like it. It's like a shootout in soccer. I don't like that either. You run 95 minutes and you're relying on some goalie that you have no chance of blocking the ball with. That's, yeah, that's fun. Daryl and Whitby, what's your World Series call, my friend? I got a few things. First first thing I'll tell you what my World Series call. Since the Jays can't be there, I go with the uh, take the uh, White Sox are, are going to lose to the Giants. All right. That's my that's my take there. My other thing with the Jays here, I mean, since watching the season and watching it unfold now and knowing how hard the American League is for pitching, I'm not so sure Robbie Ray would be the best choice coming back only having two pitches. I think a lot of those players get to see him go around again for 162 games. I think they're going to catch on to that. I think they can find better value for their money out there. That's my opinion. I'd rather go put the money on Simeon in the long run. So you may, you think their team's better with Marcus Simeon in the lineup every single day? Yeah. That's a great call. Th- th- thanks for the call in. Th- yeah. That that's, that's that you've the, made that point often. Doesn't yeah. well that's 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 what it is too. I, I don't think you could sign them both. Just doesn't make it's not realistic. Doesn't make sense to your team. But it's the max the effort other, stuff the, that the worries other, you with Ray, right? It is in the two pitches and, and the second time through the American League East. Now the Yankees know what he does. Now the Red Sox know what he does. Now the Rays know what he does. So it's I I just don't think that's gonna that's gonna work out the way everybody wants it to work out the next couple of years. And what would it look like if you if you ha, he has to throw more breaking balls? 
if he has to to learn a better grip on a changeup and throw that more often? It's probably not going to look as good. Now, if he goes, say, to the West, and it's like he's starting all over again, now that two-pitch thing doesn't really matter. Yeah. yeah. You know, watching these games, and based on what I think we're going to see in the postseason, Kevin, I, I, the thing about Robbie Ray that cons- it didn't really concern me because the, the numbers have been there all year and the guy had a successful year. And maybe I'm getting stuck too much on the third time through the order thing. Maybe everybody, it gets tougher on everybody the third time through the order. But that was my, you know, the one thing about Robbie Ray. I'm going, okay, am I going to make Robbie Ray one of the highest paid pitchers in baseball? And I was sitting there thinking, is you know, could he do for me what Max Scherzer does for the other team? And I'm going, no, there's no comparison between Max Scherzer and Robbie Ray. But then I'm watching... Max Scherzer come out in the what the fifth inning or whatever the hell it was of, of, of a wild card game, a do or die. And, and I'm wondering if maybe the way the game, the way the game is going now, the way the game's being managed now, maybe that that whole, <clears throat> pardon me, that whole he's only got two pitches, third time through he gets in trouble. Maybe that's just not a factor. Yeah, but then on top of that, why would you want to go out and give him four years at a hundred plus million dollars to only go two times through the order? I just, I that's what I'm saying. I'm kind of, conf- yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm kind of conflicted by it. Like, I, yeah, I know I'm in the minority here when I say this, but I would really, to me, the approach with off-season pitching is I find out from Robbie Ray very early if he's going to sign here for three years. If he's not going to sign here for three years then my focus goes to getting Jose Barrios locked up. I'll go to Jose Barrios and I'll say, son, I'll give you five years right now. Yeah, he ain't coming here for three years. You you know, yeah, that. So I, somebody I, somebody other than the Jays are going to give him more than three but years. But wouldn't you, if, if that's the case, wouldn't you go to Barrios? If you had to invest your money, I would rather invest money in Barrios over five years than money in Ray over four or five years. I think years. they already have, sort of. You think they made that decision? They yeah. already have without telling everybody. They see what they got. They see Barrios can get better. It's repeatable. He takes the ball every five days. He's got multiple pitches. He hasn't been in the American League East a ton. No, and they've he's, they've you know, seen him. He's pitched in it, but they haven't seen him a ton. And he's a good athlete. He's a good athlete. Like the body, oh, knock on wood when I say this, but there's no suggestion that that body's going to break down. You don't look at it and go, whoa. You don't look at that delivery and go, whoa. He's a Next. good athlete. Next three years with Pete Walker uh, developing a better changeup. Now he's got five pitches instead of four pitches. He's right-handed. He flips it from a different arm mm-hmm. angle with against the Yankees, who are predominantly right-handed. The the the, uh, the the Red Sox, who are sort of the same kind of way. He can get lefties and righties. He's got a little something for both sides of the plate, which is a big deal. This Robbie Ray, Robbie Ray's going away to lefties and to righties. If you can't hit this, and if it's not, he's not locating that. It's going to give you some little head scratching. You're running this team. Do you really want to dump a hundred million bucks on him? Four one six eight seven zero zero five ninety star five ninety one triple eight triple six zero five ninety. We're taking your World Series picks. Stephen Hamilton, you're on with Blair and Barker. Hey, how's it going, guys? Going well, thank you. Uh, thanks for your TD to get me in the lineup. Um, listen, I was wondering about uh, whether we in the East pay enough attention to these teams in the Central, in the West, and the other division, and because. You can get surprised by Houston and Milwaukee. Everybody's seeing Giants and uh, Dodgers, you know. But a few years ago, I remember the Cardinals took it all, and uh, yep. everybody was surprised. I made a lot of money <laughs> <laughs> on that. But um, 
I, I, there's one thing I want to talk to you about. Something you've addressed, addressed earlier was um, with Simeon mm-hmm. and, and Ramirez. Uh, you guys were talking about this team making the jump to the next level as a behemoth type of thing, and I I see this team as I called them a machine. Or actually, we, last time we talked, when they're playing good, the youth factor gives us inconsistency, put us on the roller coaster all year, but. If we had these young guys locked up for four or five, we pay Simeon. They they spend the money and pick up Ramirez. The lineup looks massive uh, to any pitcher. Mm. And we lock up everybody for five years. They can sell off the, the farm and rebuild it. You lock up these guys for five. Keep Randall as a fourth fielder. You just have a team that could go and go and go. And and then we would be on that level with New York and the Dodgers with that kind of a lineup four or five years and uh, pay them. Yeah, Steve, thanks for the call. Listen, I mean, that you know, the, boy, best case scenario, you bring Marcus Semyon back and then you trade for Jose Ramirez. I'm looking at that lineup. Look at that infield. Ramirez, Bichette, Semyon, Guerrero. Um, Pitching and defense will take you where you want to go, though. We, we've seen that. That that's the Yankees have tried to outbop everybody for for numerous years. Yeah, and that doesn't work. The, they need and to the, and the, the back into the bullpen with analytics and the way starters are used now. You need bridge guys to the highest leverage guys. Mm. That may be, may be the, the most important part of where you're spending your money in the bullpen. But yeah, you you want a consistent offense every year where teams are intimidated to come to Toronto. To face them, like they're they're maneuvering around their rotation because they don't want to throw lefties against you. They don't want to throw a certain righty against you because of the lineup. And for me, that's where they're headed. Yeah. I think the great unknown here for me is well, there's several great unknowns, but the fact of the matter is, we just we don't know how much discussion the Jays have had with either Vladdy or Bo's camps about extensions. Maybe they haven't had any. Maybe they've had some. Well, we know that, that I think Bo, I believe Bo said there was some talk last year, but he certainly didn't make it sound as if it was, you know, any anything ever Sounds got. Like a, an Acuna Jr. deal. Yeah. Which it, they're not going to sign. Yeah. It didn't sound like it was, you know, anything was imminent. But we we really don't know where they are along along that path, and that is integral to this team's plans. Again, ownership is going to spend money. You're never going to this this team is never going to have a two hundred and fifty million dollar payroll, but they're going to be someplace around the tenth highest payroll in baseball, maybe a little higher. It, you know, if they if if they get to the postseason, I think that you'll see even more money invested in, in the team. But that's just the way it is, and that's not necessarily a Rogers thing or, or a Mark Shapiro thing. That, in some ways, is kind of a baseball thing. There are a lot of teams. Yeah, the Dodgers spend a lot of money. The Yankees spend a lot of money. The Red Sox spend a lot of money. But there are other teams that have shown that you can function kind of in that, not in the middle, but maybe a, a little bit of above the middle and that to me steve is is the whole the whole thing here is i i just i need to know i've got to think mark and ross and ownership have an idea about how they are going to go about approaching 
Vladdy in particular, because he's going to be the first of the two. I just don't know how much, and I I, yeah. I don't expect him to tell me. I don't know how much groundwork has been how laid. About, how about don't overthink it <clears throat> until you have to? They don't, they don't have to come up with that right now. You you got something that's right in front of you. You got they're they're going to have to play him our money and those kind of things. But, yeah, why, but why why overthink it when you don't have to? I guess, but I think the 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 boldness of San Diego with Fernando Tatis Jr. I think changed the equation because it's San Diego. That's not New York. It's not Boston. It's not either of the Chicago teams. It's not Los Angeles. It's San Diego stepping up and, and giving this guy a monster deal, a huge deal for a young guy. Don't forget now, they, they had already paid a third baseman, and, and they'd already paid a first Correct. baseman. That's, they were already all in. But these guys have already paid the center fielder. They've already paid George Springer. Well, it didn't start with a three. That's it, it cost him an extra year, I'm guessing. Well, you probably know it did. Well, I, I just say sometimes you, you look at the picture right in front of you, and right in front of you, you don't have to overthink it. Just continue to do what you do until you actually have to sit down and have a serious conversation because the Vladdy number, I'd be even afraid to guess. Yeah, I don't what even. That, I don't. Gonna be. I don't want to guess because I. I would assume that I would be. And wrong. And don't be afraid to let him do it again. Don't be afraid to let Vladdy go out there back to back years and show you. I mean, you got to know. You got to know go. your. You, you know, you got to know your player. It's entirely. Hey, we talked about Ryan Howard. Ryan Howard wanted to go year to year. That was his thing. Ryan Howard wanted to go to arbitration every year with the Phillies. He just did. Some guys don't need the, you know, the 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 quote unquote long term security of a contract. In a lot of cases, because the case of Vladdy and Bo, quite frankly, their families don't need the money. These are special cases. They're special and cases. These are special cases. Most human beings want long term. They want security. They don't want to go year to year. What if you get hurt? You play half the year. Next year, you make yeah. half the money you made that year. So to to hear people say that, I know what Howie said. I was his roommate forever. I. You read between the lines on that. When he was trying to get that big-time deal, and the only way he knew to do it was to string together mm. a couple of good years in a row. Now you can go to the table and look Look what I did a couple of years in a row. Now dump money on me. Okay. Same thing Vladdy's going to do. Vladdy's going to do the exact same thing. He's going to have a couple of good years in a row. His agency's going to go to Ross and Martin. Go look what I did a couple of years in a row. Now back the Brinks truck up. Yeah. Now that's fair. That's fair. Jeff Passan is ESPN's MLB insider. He is uh, one of our favorites, one of our regulars. We've seen a very aggressive approach by managers in the wildcard games. Will that continue? Will that continue in the division series? I think it might. Let's see what Passon thinks. Jeff Passon's next. You're listening to Blair and Barker on Sportsnet 590, The Fan. We're starting to see the rosters get set. The Boston Red Sox have set their roster, and they have left uh, Matt Barnes off, and they've let Hirokazu Sawamura off the roster. Uh, Matt Barnes has scuffled down the stretch. stretch. Sawamura um, got about five and a half walks per nine innings, and a... uh, Five FIPs, so I, I guess you know the Red Sox are the Red Sox are essentially 
we've said they're going to be aggressive. And yeah. I guess if you're going to be aggressive, you've got to have the guys that are going for you. The Tampa Bay Rays have made set their roster as well. J.D. Martinez, by the way, is on the Red Sox roster. No Ryan Yarbrough. Uh, Josh Fleming is their only lefty reliever. Brett Phillips isn't on the roster as well. Nick Anderson is is hurt and is working his way back from an injury. So um, it's, uh, I mean, a couple of those, Parker, are interesting decisions. But I, again, I think we're handedness is playing into this. And well, let's bring Jeff Passan of, uh, of ESPN on. Jeff, thank you so much for joining us. Um, you know, I'm wondering, I, I don't know if there's any great surprises to you in terms of these these playoff rosters that we've seen, but, uh, you know, I was watching the first, watching the two wild card games and watching especially how aggressive the managers were. Well, the managers, I thought, were pretty aggressive in, in, in the two games. I'm just wondering if maybe this isn't, this isn't going to be a trend this, you know, this postseason. We're going to see a lot of managers being aggressive with bullpen use. And, and as a result, an emphasis is going to be placed on having relievers that are pitching well right now. In other words, it may not necessarily matter what you've done for the team over the course of the year. It might matter what you've done for the team since mid-August on or something like that. Isn't that sort of how it normally is, though? And is it, it, hasn't that really been the evolution where baseball's gotten right now like don't you expect and i'm sorry to i I know this is your show and i'm supposed to be answering your question but let me turn on you Mm -hmm. here don't you expect more relief innings to be thrown in the postseason than innings from starting pitching now yeah i i i I do but i guess my point was because your point was more going with going with dudes who have been good lately yeah I, i i yeah i'm fine with that ride the hot hand i i Listen, Matt Barnes has unfortunately lost confidence in addition to stuff. And and there's a reason why he's not on the roster, because he has stunk. Um, the, the Red Sox clearly think that even though Salomora's stuff, uh, it, it can be elite at times, that the margin of error for them is so slim against the Rays that they can't chance it with a guy who potentially is going to walk a couple in a high-leverage situation. And uh, it, it may be an ill-fated decision because it's not like the Red Sox have a whole lot of good options coming out of the bullpen. I mean, we saw it on the last day of the season. Alex Cora used Nick Pavetta to close. It was like, what's going on here? What world are we in where Nick Pavetta, a guy who I believe has one career save, is trying to lock up a playoff berth for you? But if the Red Sox have any hopes of winning, it's going to be on the back of a bullpen that, in a lot of ways, guys, reminds me of the one from 2018. Mm. Remember, Alex Cora had a garbage bullpen going into that season as well. Excuse me, into that October as well. And somehow he leaned on Ryan Brazier. He put Chris Sale in high leverage situations. And he figured out how, in spite of this bad bullpen, to win a World Series. And so if the Red Sox are going to do that again, it's going to be with a very similar scenario in terms of the relief pitching. Well, yeah, I'm thinking back of looking at how they use Nathan Uvalde as well uh, in the postseason. Do you, do you maybe see... Uh, is there maybe another Jeff doesn't have to beat the Red Sox. It could be with any team, but is there a guy that we may see used as a, 
you know, as a starter and, and a leverage reliever in, you know, who, who may end up having a, a huge role in their team winning the World Series. It's why Clayton Kershaw's injury hurt the Dodgers as much as it did. Beyond losing, you know, the, the best pitcher of his generation, they also lost the ability or, or theoretically lost the ability to put Julio Arias back in that leverage role he was in last year. Right. And remember, Kenley J- the Kenley Jansen we saw last night, uh, who was blowing 94, 95-mile-per-hour sinkers and cutters by guys and who was freezing guys on sliders, uh, he wasn't there last year, and the World Series closed out with Julio Arias on the mound. Now, Arias turns around and wins 20 games this year and has a sub-three ERA and is an extremely good starting pitcher, so uh, understandable that the Dodgers would want to put him in the rotation, but at the same time, I, I just don't know that they have that multi-inning bridge guy uh, that they might want but not necessarily need because, man, you watched the game last night. You saw Joe Kelly's stuff uh, was, as always, filthy. And if he throws strikes, he's going to be very difficult to hit. You saw Corey Knable pumping 97 with a big breaking ball. Blake Trinan has the best raw stuff, sinker slider, in Major League Baseball. Like, period, end of story. His raw stuff is better than anyone's in terms of movement. And and then Jansen coming in, and, and I can't forget Bruce Argarderol, who was sitting 100 with a sinker. Yeah. So the Dodgers have a lot of big, big stuff coming out of that bullpen that, frankly, may have allowed them not to have to use Arias in that role already. Okay, we, we talk about managers. There's one guy that pops out to me, Dusty Baker, who has had a, 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 a past of you know not being the best at handling his bullpen. Do you think he'll go about it differently this time around? Well, his bullpen is not his strength. And if there's something with the Astros right now where uh, they might break, I, I think it would be that relief staff. Now, remember, they went out and got Kendall Graveman at the deadline. Uh, Yimmy Garcia stunk, uh, so that, that was not particularly helpful. Phil Maton's kind of a... A high strikeout guy whose ERA never reflects the fact that he's a high strikeout guy. And Ryan Presley's been good this season. So um, it's not like there's nothing in there. I would, you know, I would take the Astros bullpen over the Red Sox bullpen. But uh, Dusty Baker is going to be going against a manager who's got Michael Kopech throwing 100 out of his bullpen, Garrett Crochet throwing 100 out of his bullpen from the left side. Um, Craig Kimbrell, Liam Hendricks, Aaron Bummer. I mean, there's a lot of big arms in the White Sox bullpen. So matching up with them, uh, I think the Astros have the offensive advantage. I think the White Sox have the pitching advantage. And uh, I, I, I just wonder about the White Sox in the field and if that's going to be their downfall because I do have the Astros – Winning a very close and a very competitive series. Yeah, it's uh, it, it is, you know, intriguing looking at that White Sox lineup. Now they were two and five against Houston. They will have Eloy Jimenez, and they'll have I, th- I think Luis Robert is a huge, huge a, ad, a star for their a for a star. And if he ever plays a full season, and I'm anticipating he's going to do that next year, he's going to be a top five MVP type guy. Yeah, and he will be uh, he, he will be playing. In this series, uh, 
I was reading your your preview and uh, on ESPN, some of your picks. Tell us about because this guy will be. I I think we're going to be hearing a lot of them uh, in the NLDS. Tell us about Camilo Doval. <laughs> Camilo Doval. You know, I'm glad you brought her up because I was talking with the scout who's been on the the Dodgers and the Giants and. Uh, how for all these huge arms in the Dodgers bullpen, there's really a, not a lot of that in the Giants bullpen. You know, there's a lot of retreads there who have just been really good this year, whether it's Jose Alvarez, Zach Littell, Dominic Leone. I know Jake McGee can throw hard, but, uh, you know, he's he's not going to be out there pumping 100. Uh, the, the closest thing that the Giants have to a monster power reliever is Camilo Duvall, who I believe is 24. And he's got this sort of funky delivery where his arm goes out early and pretty straight, and then he comes in and throws cutters at 99 and 100. And and the closest facsimile to him, if you've ever seen Emmanuel Classe for Mm. Cleveland, um, he, he is... I'm not even going to call him class A light because I don't think anyone throwing 99 to 100 is light anything. It's just that class A's average cutter comes in at, you know, 100.5 and Doval's is like 99.1. Right. And, and I, uh, we, we, uh, I was asked to make bold predictions, and my bold prediction for the Giants was if they can get past the Dodgers, Camilo Doval will throw the final pitch of the NLCS to clinch a World Series berth for them. Yeah, he is. Uh, he is also the guy who, uh, alleged. I mean, I don't know. Like, you, can you trust minor league radar guns? But apparently, he hit one hundred and four point five. As well. Uh, no, I do not trust minor league radar guns at all. But uh, anytime somebody is even in that vicinity, um, you you know you don't want to step in there against him. And the, the scary thing about it is the movement, right? Mm-hmm. Like ninety nine's hard to hit. 100's hard to hit. 101's hard to hit. Um, but if they're straight, big league hitters are going to get it. Yeah. Yeah, about 15 minutes. Ago. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Oh, no. I, no, no now, I, now that you've interrupted, I'm going to say something nice about you. I ran into your wife, and she's just the most lovely person <laughs> in the world. So thank you for marrying up. Yeah. Hey, yeah. Barker overclubbed. Well, I always tell him that. He, he overclubbed badly. Well, if you're going to do it, that might as well be the place you do it to. That's right. You do it to you. you <laughs> <laughs> you, up, you upgrade there for sure. But why I interrupted you was about 15 minutes ago, me and Jeff made our picks to go to the World Series, and I picked the Astros versus the Brewers. Now, the Astros I really like. The Brewers, nah, I'm on the fence about that. Am I crazy? Uh, to be on the fence or to like the Astros? No, or I, both? I, no I like the Astros. I, I picked them to win the World Series. It's the Brewers part of it that I'm not real sure about. Yeah, I don't blame you there. I actually have the Brewers losing in the first round to Atlanta. <laughs> and and, and I, uh, listen, I don't feel comfortable or confident with any of my picks. I went on the air before the AL wildcard game and said the headline tomorrow is going to be Old King Cole. So clearly I don't know what the <laughs> hell I'm talking about. But I will, I will, I will say this. I look at Milwaukee's offense, and it concerns me. And, and there was a moment in the middle of the summer when they traded for Willie Adamas, and they really were clicking offensively. And a guy like Luis Arias, uh, I think underrated and underappreciated bat, 
and and they've got you know the the Vogi Rowdy, um, you know thick boys off the bench, left-handed hitters, and and those guys can go deep at any time. But in in truth, it's just I I don't think there's enough thump in that lineup, and they're going to need exquisite pitching from Corbin Burns, uh, Brandon Woodruff, and Freddie Peralta. And, and banking on that, guys, in a postseason where we've already seen Garrett Cole yanked in the third inning and Max Scherzer yanked in the fifth inning, and both, I may say, rightfully so, because neither had his A stuff in his start. But, but point being, managers, especially Craig Council, who manages his bullpen so well, are not going to be afraid to take a starting pitcher out early. And starting pitching is the Milwaukee Brewers' greatest strength. Hmm. Jeff, uh, we appreciate your time. Thank you so much as always. Thanks, Jeff. Of course, boys. Take Pleasure care. mine. Be well. Take care. That's Jeff Passan, MLB Insider with ESPN. Well, Clear, clearly in running into Hazel May yesterday, which is the highlight of anybody's sounds like it. postseason. Sounds like it. I I, I like to think I, think I bring something to the table, too. That's just me. Depends on who you're asking, right? I'm just saying. I mean, but you do admit that you overclubbed. I, I, I like to think she did all right, too, Jeff. Okay, all right. Okay. Yeah. All right. That's, that's, you know, this is not a conversation I'm willing to have all the time. Okay, all right. That's, all right. That, that's fair. That's, hmm? that's fair. Hmm? That's fair. Uh, so passing, uh, there, there you go. You right, can you he, re, he, re, redo your pick. Take, no, get rid I will of not. I'm sticking to it. Cause you took my pick and, and for show's sake, you wanted you to, took, you took my giants. I, I like the giants. I think they got momentum. I, that's a big deal. That pinch hitting thing in the national league is a big deal. They, they've Tell had me a lot about of success. That. You, you talked about that. And actually I, I thank you for mentioning it because I said yesterday in our pre-show meeting, make sure you mention that. Talk about the giants. Pinch hitting. Well, they have 16 pinch hit homers. Just they, a lot. To, to, used to, to, I used to try and do that. It's impossible. Routines and to say that yeah, a lot of that is the manager having a gut feeling on on who might match up best against that guy. And just to, to be able to hit a ball hard consistently and they're hitting homers the way they are, that, that'll tell you that may not happen in the, in the playoffs. You're going to get Fuego. You're going to get good Fuego yeah. who can locate Fuego that that may be eliminated in the playoffs. So you, you probably will take that away, but the momentum part of it, where they're going to play this time of the year in San Francisco can't be the warmest of places, wind blowing. They'll know how to play against that play to that. You took my pick is what I'm trying to say. And pitching and defense plays this time of the year. And maybe the little engine that could in the national league. I mean, you took the little, the little engine that could in the American league, which is who you are with the race. At least I'm consistent. I guess. For the most part. Jake Odorizzi, by the way, left off the uh, Houston Astros postseason roster. How will they make it? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm looking at their their bull. It, that is, that's going to be a fun. That's going to be a fun series. They're all going to be Jeff great, but right. that, that's going to be a fun It's going to be all on Dusty. When does Dusty go get the starter? Who does he bring in? There's a lot of pressure on Dusty. They got a really good team. They should make a serious if not win this thing outright, it'll come down to Dusty. Let me ask you this. If this Astros team were to go on and win the World Series, does it change the way people will look at the Astros? Because there's no George Springer. 
but the core is still there, right? Bregman, Correa, Altuve. The core of that sort of the, the, the team that everybody now knows cheated to some degree is still there. Do you think that changes the way people look at, look at, at, at the Astros? Absolutely not. They're, they'll always be known, at least that core, will always be known as cheaters. Period. End of story. You can't get away from that. How can you get away from it? You'll always be known as that. As banging trash cans. The only way you could win is for somebody to tell you what's coming. They'll always be known, at least in my mind, they will be. Winning a World Series this year, it, this, this will only solidify who Dusty is, what Dusty's went through, what he's had to... To, to had to you know have microphones stuck in his face and answer questions that he had nothing to do with that, that that'll solidify his for me he's a hall of famer it'll be a slam dunk if they win a world series this year but when it comes to them banging trash they'll always be known as cheaters period and it's, can't get away from that always be known as that that sounds harsh but it's, it's a fact yeah I, I they, just... they earned that that's just that's the way it is yeah, I wondered if maybe with time, people and and time and the sort of the dissolution of that team, the only Korea leaves that team, there's going to be even less, you know, less of a connection to that group of players. I just wondered if maybe you won't get to the point where we'll just we'll just look at it and just shrug. But I mean, I guess as long as you know, let's face it, if if Bregman or El Altuve are there, they're going to be. In the forefront, as long as they're there, that memory's going to be there. I guess I, as, I, mean, I don't know. I've kind of ask I, Aaron I, Judge if he'll ever forget. Ask the Yankees. Ask yeah. the Yankees fans if they'll ever forget. Or the Dodgers they'll always be known or as the cheaters. Dodgers. The Dodgers, the Dodgers always be known as cheaters. Altuve. How do how does those two teams look at Altuve? Yeah. Bang think, bang. Does it? And and I, you know, we never had a chance to have this discussion. It would have been great to have this discussion with George Springer if you could if you could. To kind of get them alone and and talk them even off the record about it. In any way, shape, or form, does that connection with that Astros team make Carlos Correa any less attractive to the team? In other words, do you think there will be a team that will go, oh, we got sorry, we're up against it here. Do you think there'll be a team that will go, ah, I don't know if we really want that guy because of dot dot dot, or do you think they'll look at Carlos Correa and go, Pff. George Springer got five for one hundred and fifty large, Jeff. You there can you play. Other teams will come a calling. There you go.